This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. I'm Gretchen Rubin, and this is A Little Happier. I was absolutely astonished by the following account. In fact, I found it so surprising that I suspected that it was apocryphal, so I spent a fair amount of time looking up the sources, and it checks out. This account is true. You can look it up for yourself on the site for the Center for Homeland Defense and Security. I'll include the link in the show notes. So, during World War II, The Office of Strategic Services, the OSS, which is now the CIA, published a secret pamphlet to give direction to potential foreign saboteurs. These recruits were most often people who were sympathetic to the United States during the war. So they wanted to take actions that would disrupt efforts that were being made against the United States. This guide describes simple sabotage. Not the kind of elaborate sabotage that requires detailed planning or specially trained, organized operatives, but rather by ordinary citizens as part of their ordinary lives. The guide explains that simple sabotage, quote, is based on universal opportunities to make faulty decisions, to adopt a non-cooperative attitude, and to induce others to follow suit. Making a faulty decision may be simply a matter of placing tools in one spot instead of another. A non-cooperative attitude may involve nothing more than creating an unpleasant situation among one's fellow workers, engaging in bickerings, or displaying surliness or stupidity, end quote. With ordinary means and safely, civilians could inflict sabotage with actions that no one would find remarkable or suspicious, and they'd act without violence. But their actions would nevertheless have the effect of reducing or disrupting progress and productivity in war efforts against the United States. The pamphlet called the Simple Sabotage Manual gave suggestions to ordinary people. These were people who wanted to sabotage an organization and they wanted to look like a regular member of the organization, just doing their job and all the while sabotaging the work being done. 
The Site Insider published an abridged list, which I will read. And here's the interesting part. Pay close attention to what the OSS considers sabotage. Ask yourself if this kind of activity sounds familiar. First category, organizations and conferences. Insist on doing everything through channels. Never permit shortcuts to be taken in order to expedite decisions. Make speeches. Talk as frequently as possible and at great length. Illustrate your points by long anecdotes and accounts of personal experiences. When possible, refer all matters to committees for further study and consideration. Attempt to make the committee as large as possible, never less than five. Bring up irrelevant issues as frequently as possible. Haggle over precise wordings of communications, minutes, resolutions. Refer back to matters decided upon at the last meeting and attempt to reopen the question of the advisability of that decision. Advocate caution. Be reasonable and urge your fellow conferees to be reasonable and avoid haste, which might result in embarrassment or difficulties later on. Here's the section for managers. In making work assignments, always sign out the unimportant jobs first. See that important jobs are assigned to inefficient workers. Insist on perfect work in relatively unimportant products. Send back for refinishing those which have the least flaw. To lower morale and with it production, be pleasant to inefficient workers. Give them undeserved promotions. Hold conferences when there is more critical work to be done. Multiply the procedures and clearances involved in issuing instructions, paychecks, and so on. See that three people have to approve everything where one would do. I think that often people engage in these behaviors in the sincere belief that they're being helpful and contributing to an effort. Realizing that these actions are officially deemed sabotage puts them in a different light. The manual is now declassified and available for free. I'll post a link in the show notes. I'm Gretchen Rubin, and I hope this makes your week a little happier.